Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. All right, man. So back again, two weeks in a row to start the new year. So. Two weeks in a row, we are here. 2020. Yeah. We're just like slugging through it. Yeah, I think that's what you do on a weekly podcast, right? You go in a, you go weeks in a row. You go weeks in a row. You know, okay. well, we, we didn't. There was a few weeks where we didn't go in a row, though. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know, we're back. We're we're doing this, guys. We're doing this, and and we're slogging through January, and it, and January is my least favorite month. Yeah. Like I don't think there's there's a, a worse month than January. It's just it's just difficult. Yeah, it's all like especially here, it's all gloomy and shit. Like every day, the sun like was popped out today for a couple hours, and I was like, oh, that's nice. What is that? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's nice. It's nice to get a little bit of sunshine in Cincinnati. We've had kind of strange weather over the yeah. last couple of days, so um, other people are probably enjoying much nicer weather, you know, in Florida and California and, and fun places like that. And, it's and always sunny in Philadelphia. It's always gloomy in Cincinnati. Always gloomy in Cincinnati. Always <laughs> gloomy. But here yeah. we are for another week. We made it. We are. So let's jump a little bit into some NBA stuff, obviously, starting with um, on Shot Callers this week, we talked about Chris Paul. Uh, so I guess we got to keep this Thunder thing going because Shea Gillix-Alexander last night had a... 20 and 20 and 10 game last night. A historic 20, 20, 10 game. Yes. Where he's the youngest to ever have a 20 and 10 game since Shaquille O'Neal at 21 years. Um, obviously, we knew like that was the piece that the Clippers didn't want to move in the Paul George deal, but they weren't getting Paul George without moving him. Um, but Shea Alexander, you can already tell, is one of the better young players in the league. He's so talented. He's going to be a star for sure. Um, what did you, what jumped out to you from that game? What, what, I mean, what stood out to you? What blew you away per se? The rebounding, man. The oh rebounding God. blew me away. Oh my I God. Mean, it's like Russell Westbrook rebounding. It is. It is. But I mean, he, he's got a little bit of an advantage. I mean, he's six, six. Um, yeah, this is a guy that came into the league. Um, you know, I think a lot of us had unrealistic high expectations for him. Um, he was he was coming in he was coming in with like some quiet hype I like to call it you know like you know quietly there was some quiet hype he wasn't he wasn't completely like you know he wasn't one of those guys where you were like man this guy's automatically going to be a star and I still don't like you know we don't really know what he's going to become I still think he's a couple years off from from being something great but this year he has just really really butted and he's found the right team to do that on I love seeing a guy like you know Gilgis Alexander go to a team you know, like the Thunder, and it's good for the fans, too, because it's, you know, it's really tough when, uh, you know, we'll just go ahead and say it, when you're, like, you know, a fan of the Chicago Bulls, where there's really just no hope, (laughs) you know, and I feel like with Gilgis Alexander doing so well uh, on the Thunder, fans are are getting hope again. Well, I mean, not to mention, we're talking about a team that just last year, just last offseason, traded their two best players. Yes. Um... stacked up on draft picks between not only that they traded Jeremy Grant if you remember so like yeah OKC is these young guys blooming 
at the right time. They have all of these draft picks that they want to try to either just draft and develop better, like younger players, or you know move these picks for trades. The only team they really have struggled against big time is the Lakers. Apparently, I know they have like 17 losses, but the Lakers basically have their number, like to do everyone so far. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. So Shake Alex Alexander. Loved him coming out of Kentucky. Cannot believe he dropped as far as he did in that lottery. Originally a Hornets pick. So, um, you know, cool, Charlotte. Well, and and here's here's another thing. Here's another thing. We're looking back just, you know, to the summer when, you know, that morning we woke up and, and Paul George was traded. And I uh, was like, we're doing an 8 a.m. podcast. We're doing an 8 a.m. podcast, yeah. But you look at like how much the thunder got back with right that. yeah like they got danilo Gal- gallinari mm-hmm. uh like w- if you look back at the reports you know for the trade like shea gillis alexander's not even like he's not on the headline of it but it's you know but danilo, he is the piece it, yeah it's gallinari and five first round picks which is an unprecedented amount of picks and it's like i think that they've not only and they've already you know Five draft picks is amazing. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Gallinari, you know, effective player would not hurt. But Shea Gillis-Alexander was kind of thrown in that. And they've they got a stud now. They've got a real stud. And once again, man, the Thunder just pulling off something extra, man. I mean... It, Sam Presti, man. Sam Presti, man. He is a... He is a bold gm and i and i love that guy like he just he shakes it up every year he knows you know typically when to when to make a trade um you know like russell westbrook had to go this year he had to like after after george was gone it was like okay we got to cut ties you know and uh you know it it is weird having chris paul on the team obviously he's doing very well uh you know as chris paul you know he's still a great player um, but um, how do you feel about the uh, the duo of, of Gilgis Alexander and Chris Paul this season? Like, how do you feel about them? Honestly, I love it. I think the way that they cop in each other is really great. Chris Paul is really teaching Shea a lot about the NBA, you know, how to play, what to do. And you can see it's really working well. And plus, like, I made this point on Shot Callers the other day. Chris Paul's still a really good defensive player. Yeah. And Shea's a really good defensive player. So that's yeah. like your, that's your backcourt perimeter defense, like... That's pretty nice. That's really solid to have. So. Abs- absolutely, and, and and what a what a gift for for SGA to be you know being brought up by, by CP3. The, point guard. the yeah the 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 best point guard, the best true point guard uh, for the last fifteen years uh, in the NBA. And uh, I mean you know especially uh, Chris Paul, who's been a shorter you know he's a shorter player who's always been a, a really you know decent defender. Um, being able to to teach somebody like Shea Gillis Alexander his his ways and bring him up, especially with the you know the guy has a has the physical physical body to to to, to use that he has the tools to actually you know go out and play the defense and get twenty rebounds you know and it's just gonna be great I think this is you know I Chris Paul and and. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City is not going to be something that's going to be permanent. I don't see this lasting for another. I, I mean, he's not going to end his contract there. It's not going to happen. Um, where then? Because that's a shitty contract, and no oh, one's trading for it. Oh, oh, let me tell you something, Tim. Let me tell you something. There is no contract that is untradeable, or he'll be bought out. I mean, he's not gonna. He's just. It's not going to happen. I mean, I Gilbert Arenas was like that was the untradeable, most untradeable contract ever, and he got traded. So and. I know contracts have gotten way worse since then, way, way worse, but there's always something that can happen to get to get a player off a team. So 
I, I just don't see him finishing his contract there. I hope you're right, honestly, because I would like to see... Not that yeah. I'm not enjoying what he's doing, but I would like to see oh, yeah, Shea I, Gilles Alexander running this team. Because that's, like, we talked about this, that three-guard lineup between those two and Dennis Schroeder is, like, really good. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a college basketball lineup, yeah. for sure, but... And I'm glad that Dennis Schroeder, who, you know, I've talked mountains of shit about over the years, uh, has been able to uh, go back to his original six-man role because he, he got, you know, he got promoted in Atlanta and uh, it didn't work out. Like, everybody thought he was ready, and he was fine at times, but he was never consistent, and now he's he's back in that, that you know, second point guard role, mm-hmm. backup point guard role, and he's thriving. It's excellent. This team's, yeah, he's it's great. That, that is his role, and um, he should be cool with it because, you know, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring him, uh, you know, just better, better basketball. The thing that's so funny, though, is like I said, like the Thunder, basically, like what they run, that's a college basketball lineup. And that what I mean by that is, um, you know, a lot of big time college basketball teams you see will run like a three guard, two forward lineup. So they'll go no big. Albeit, yeah. you know, they do have Steven Adams. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like an interesting point there for it's like that point. But uh, like, I kind of have to figure it makes sense because of Billy Donovan, you know, in Florida, he was so successful with those like Corey Brewer. Al Horford lineup, yeah. where he like had a smaller center, and they just ran the they just ran the court really fast. Um, so it kind of feels like he's doing a little bit more of that again. Yeah. But I'm now curious, Sean. Like, is he going to start breaking out like the triangle and two on defense? We're going to see some box and one like Nick Nurse ran. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, you know, I, the Thunder are in a kind of a transitional stage right now um, with Chris Paul. Um, and like you said, it would be nice if Chris Paul kind of was able to move on to give the give the reins over to to SGA. But and it would also be nice to see, uh, you know, Chris Paul, you know, during his last year, someplace, you know, contending for a title. That's another thing. So, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think this is going to be I, I mean, I think we're, you know, especially over the last couple of games, man. I mean, he's uh SGA has been over the last 13 games. He's he came into last night's game averaging 23.7 points. Yeah. So and uh, he's just this is just this is just great. This is a great situation for a young player to be in right now. And uh, I hope he just continues to to build on it. Yeah, I agree, man. Um. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I kind of you know bleh, lost my train of thought there. Sorry. <laughs> um. I was trying to change the topic and do like one of my transitions that did not succeed. <laughs> so as it happens, man, just go for it. Yeah. So I can't believe we skipped over this week to shot callers this week, but I wanted to touch on it because I know you and I, of all people, love this. But Jimmy Butler is back to being Jimmy freaking Butler. Oh, and yeah. what I mean by that is not just to play on the court, but he is putting the team on his back. He is getting in faces and he is fighting Verbally, and and basketball wise, so we now see uh, this week in Indiana, him and TJ Warren go at it. Yeah, yeah, and it was awesome. In yes. typical Jimmy Butler fashion, he they go at it. They have some words. They both get ejected, um, and then in this post game presser, Jimmy Butler talks about how it must be really tough for him knowing that he can't guard me, but I can guard him. Um, <laughs> Typical Jimmy Butler. I love yeah, it. Yeah. He says, we will see each other again. Don't you worry about that. 
posts on his Instagram a circle circling the date they play the Pacers next on the Miami Heat schedule page on face on like, their what website. Is, what, what a psychopath! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, just Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Buckets. I well, love it. Well, I love it. it. I don't. I don't know if you caught it, but he was on Trevor Noah this last week. Oh uh, yeah, last Thursday he was his special guest, which I was shocked at because he, you know, Edis Cantor was on there last year randomly. Uh, but uh, Jimmy is just so funny. They did touch on the T.J. Warren, um, you know, uh, debacle, and he said, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, because you know, Trevor Noah was kind of you know, beat around the bush about, yeah, I kind of like it, you know, when, when basketball is a little bit less friendly and he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're going to try to bring it every night. And he's like, we're not going to, you know, stand down to the, the Pacers. So, uh, but he, he, he handed it very professionally on his, on a, on this talk show, but he was, uh, he was talking a lot about his, um, you know, his, his crew that he's brought on, um, you know, basically like his, his entourage that he has are just people that he's just kind of met by chance and kind of elevated and paid them to do things. So he has like this group of people basically that kind of like follow him around, uh, you know, uh, that he pays to do certain things, you know? So, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. And it wasn't just like people that he's known for a long time. It's just like people he's like ran into who he's <laughs> like which i just think is kind of funny like that's just i mean but it, it sounds like so jimmy butler and i've heard there was a rumor a couple years ago that was going around about you know if he stands behind somebody in a grocery line he offers to pay for their groceries so if like jimmy's ever behind you like in a grocery line he'll buy your groceries <laughs> like nice. it's like it's like a known fact that he does that for people so uh, there's a lot of talk about you know the stuff that jimmy butler does and a lot of the you know the on-court stuff or the you know practice stuff and you know is he a bad teammate that kind of stuff but jimmy is one of those guys who succeeds the most when he is the guy we talked about that last week mm-hmm. and if and if he's the guy um, which was the situation he was going into down in uh, Miami, and all of the the players have to buy in that he's the guy. It works out, but I just don't think he necessarily meshes very well with with other star players. And it's because yeah. it's because he wants to compete against them. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Giannis. Obviously, not to the same level of player, but you know, Giannis is like, I don't want to be in Space Jam because. Um, you know, I, I'm good. I'm going to compete against these guys. I want to work on my craft. Exactly. Exactly. And there's not very many of those guys that are around these, you know, these days, uh, you know, the, the Giannis's and the Jimmy Butler's, the guys that actually just want to go out there. The real true, like psycho workhorses of the NBA. Now, LeBron is also a psycho workhorse. Don't, Correct. don't, 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 you know forget that but he also has a lot of time to party but he's so talented he can do that the other guys have to just work their ass off all the time to get where they're at you know and it pays off so um you know know, a lot of these guys weren't given you know god-given gifts and it kind of goes back to jimmy butler you know talking you know trash about the the timberwolves a few years ago and and saying you know you know who's supposed to be the best player on the team? Cat. Who's supposed to be the most athletic? You know Wiggins. You know so it's and he's like, but who's the best player? I am because I work harder than everybody, and it it's true. Yeah, like you could say he's a jerk because he's definitely a jerk, but he is. it's also in a sense because he's like, look, I made myself. I came up 
in this bull system with Taj Gibson, with Joakim Noah, with Derrick Rose, these guys who got on you if you did something wrong in practice every day. That's what I grew up on in the league. He's like, so, and like, we don't have that anymore. No. And I think this Heat team that he has, like, it's, it's you know, obviously the young dudes. We talked last week about Nunn and Hero and Adebayo. Um, I feel like, like you said, like, they kind of look to him as their leader, which is great for him. But you can see, like, he is really getting these guys to feel comfortable in, their, in the scheme, where they're at. Um, Jimmy Butler is a perfect Eric Spolstra player. Like, there's yeah. just no way of getting around it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was kind of shocked when he went down to Miami. Like, that just didn't seem like a, a logical destination for me for Jimmy Butler to go to. And I was kind of like, oh, he's going to go down there. He's going to get paid you know, have some fun and everything, but like, he's really turned that team around and, um, you know, and all those guys are buying in. We love seeing Tyler hero, man, like, and none, like these guys, uh, you know, weren't necessarily, you know, uh, guys that were going to be coming out, you know, all the hype was around Zion this year. And these guys are kind of coming out of nowhere and just really, really playing well. Yeah, they are. It's it's really awesome to see all that. And, like, you know, we, we talk about those two a lot. You know, Adebayo has been amazing. He's been excellent. He's been so good um, for this for that Heat team. You know, really has taken a, new, a huge step in his talent and abilities. I really liked him a lot coming out of Kentucky. Um, you know, he was kind of the third guy in that Fox Monk te- uh, group. So to see him really kind of, like, put his foot down and make, make a name for himself in the league and kind of become a competitive player is, is really nice. Yes, yes, very much. Yeah. So, kind of talking about our the next transition we have here that I can't seem to remember. Um, guys coming back from injuries is a big thing now, Sean. It is. Um, we do know that uh, this week the game plan is we will see Zion Williamson make his NBA debut. God damn, finally. <laughs> and then the 29th of January, we get the return of Victor Oladipo to the Pacers. Yes, yes. And uh, both uh, both teams are... are probably very excited to get their players back yes so obviously i can't think of like i have a feeling that i don't know if they keep track of like league pass streams as far as like who's getting the most and things like that yeah i have a feeling the zion williamson return game if it's not a tnt game which i don't think it is no is going to be the most streamed game in league pass history <laughs> so yeah, it's, for it's all you gonna, league pass users it's gonna crash it's yeah that one that one might run a little bit slow on you yeah i think um you know, and it's funny because they obviously gave the Pelicans so many big games this year on t- national television, um, and him not playing just has kind of deflated that whole that whole thing because everybody wants to see Zion because he's such a stud. Like he's he's become more of a myth than anything at this point. <laughs> you know, we got like a few small doses of him. You know, you know that 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 summer league game where he ripped the ball right out of Kevin Knox's hands and then threw down that just absolutely disgusting dunk and then got hurt like a few minutes later. Um, and then of course the, uh, you know, the preseason games this year where, you know, he was, he was fine. So we haven't really got to see him. We're getting, we're just getting teases of Zion Williamson and we really, really are going to actually get a game. And what do you expect to see from him? Like in his first game? I feel the feeling they'll probably probably ease him in. He might only play about 25, 30 minutes or so, if at most. I'm, I'm saying he might. I'm going to say 20 minutes at most. That's where but, I think he's going to be at. But I think. Uh, I have a feeling he's, if it's going nice, if it's going good, that they're going to like give him an extended run. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Now, he's got to stay healthy the rest of the year. Uh, and I'm, and I'm honestly, I'm, I'm kind of shocked he's even playing, because um, there was a lot of, you know, quiet chatter that he might not play this season again. You know, there was, there was quiet chatter on is he, is he actually going to play or not? And here he is, he is going to come back. But you got to believe the Pelicans are going to be super cautious with him. Sure, as but they at the should sa- be. But at the same time, throw him out there, man. You know, throw him out there, man. It's like, you know, they were so, it's like the Philadelphia 76ers with Embiid, you know, for such a long time. It was like, let's ease him into this. Let's ease him into this. And it's like, cut the cord. Let him play. Now, Zion is not on the same situation that Embiid is right now. He's not at the point where you need to be like, okay, yeah, cut him loose. But at the same time, people want to see him play. He needs to get out there and play. And he's not going to win Rookie of the Year now. Uh, you know, but no, he, he, John Morant's got that basically set. J- John Morant's got that set. Unless unless Zion comes out and averages thirty and, and fifteen for the rest of the season, there's just no way. Um, and then leads the and then leads the Pelicans to the playoffs. Like that's the only that's the only thing that could that could do it. But yeah, um, I mean, he's missing for like what? This is they'll be that'll be their 39th game of the year or, so, or something. Yeah, that's yeah. just you know if Embiid can't win it when he was the best rookie that year, he only played 32 games. Yeah, then yeah, there's just no way. No, no. So um, I'm very excited to see them and Victor Oladipo, another guy who was just on such a roll before he got hurt last season. Uh, glad to see him coming back before the All Star. Is he coming back before the All Star break or is it? 29th, so it'll be right 29th, before. Right before the All-Star break. So, yeah, his uh, debut is against the Bulls in Indiana. In Indiana, yeah. And, I mean, they got a hard date already set for him to start playing. I think that's great that they, it is they great. did. I mean, I, I lived through the whole, you know, is Derrick Rose going to come back this God. season debacle for an entire season. Two seasons. Two seasons, really, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, it's nice to see a player. It's nice to see a team that's being transparent when they're going to bring their player back. <laughs> Oh, you mean like the Nets? Yeah, like the Nets. Like the Nets who finally brought Kyrie Irving back? Finally brought him back. Here he is, Kyrie. And he looked awesome? Yeah, well, Kyrie's always awesome. Yeah. He's always when he, when he plays, he's always great. So, so um what kind of impact do you feel that uh Kyrie is going to bring for this team for the rest of the season? Are we on Kyrie or Oladipo? Kyrie. We're talking okay. Kyrie now. We've moved on. <laughs> well, we didn't really even get to like what we expect from Oladipo yet. But I don't know, man. I still think he's going to do Kyrie things. He's going to have, like, really cool highlights and stuff like that. If he makes the All-Star game, which he probably will, that's total bullshit. Um, <laughs> but you can't miss 28 games playing the fucking All-Star game. You just can't. I don't know, man. Taco Taco Fall might. <laughs> like, do you, remember that year, do you remember that year Penny Hardaway played 19 games and made the All-Star team? Uh, no, I don't, I don't remember that. I remember him being injured a lot. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean... That stuff happens, though, man. You know, fans want to see what they want to see, man. And and Kyrie is one of the most popular players in the league right now. Oh, and he, I saw his like whole thing that he said he should be in the All Star game. I'm like, all right, dude. All right, let's get past the All Star game. My point is, <laughs> I think the Nets are good enough to make the playoffs, especially having him back. They're 18 and 20 right now, so they're not, you know, they're hanging on. Um, they're still in the running. They're still competitive, but having him back, Harris Levert's back. You know, right now they're the eight seed in the East, which is weird um my dream scenario would be that they were the seven and boston's the two. Oh god <laughs> oh ooh. I, um playoffs are gonna be so fun this year <laughs> yeah they are um, um I'm, I'm already looking forward to the playoffs more than anything and then like by the time we get through the playoffs i'm gonna be completely exhausted happens yep. every year <laughs> yep 
we're like, oh god. Especially, well, now we don't have a Warriors Championships like finals appearance to worry about. So now yeah, be we, yeah, we a have, little bit fresher. We have we have no idea what's going to happen at the end of the year. That's what that's what's so fresh about this season. Yeah, like the Lakers are still the betting favorites, and I'm yes. like, yes, the Lakers after the two losses to the Clippers are still the betting favorites. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. Um, I mean, for the love of God, the, the Memphis Grizzlies are the eighth seed in the West right now, which I'm kind of excited about. That, that's uh, gonna get, that's gonna get John Morant that that award, man. For sure, yeah. It's yeah. like that. Not to say they're the same player, but it's like when Jordan's rookie year when he took the Bulls to the playoffs. Yeah, and it was like, well, who the fuck else is it gonna be? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's true. Like yeah. it really is. I'm yeah. not saying John Morant's Michael Jordan. Everyone, calm the fuck down. Yeah, but don't say <laughs> that. Yeah. So, but. <laughs> I think Kyrie is going to have a really good second half of the year. I don't know if he's going to play every game. They might kind of just kind of keep his shoulder going. Because we know that this is about next year for the Nets. We've known this all year. Oh, yeah. This year is about being competitive. And next year when you get old number seven back on the court. This is like this is like the Lakers last season. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Not as dramatic. Not as um, crazy. Um, not as bad as, you know, your president leaving on the last day of the season and not telling anybody. <laughs> Oh man, what a fun, fucking fun, year! Fun times, <laughs> fun times. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to Oladipo. So Oladipo is is coming back against the Bulls. Uh, they're sitting on the fifth seat right now, twenty five and fifteen. Last ten, they've been five and five. Um, played very well at home this year. They're sixteen and five there. Yeah, they're really good at home. Really, really good, at, good home. at home. Uh, they're getting Oladipo back, uh, their best player, and a guy who just. Two years ago, shocked the hell out of us. We we had no idea who he was, uh, in terms. I mean, we we thought that he had completely leveled out, and he took everything to another level two years ago. And yeah. uh, and we're excited to see him back. I'm hoping he has not missed a step, but it's probably going to take a minute. Oh, it's going to take a little bit. It's yeah, going to take a minute for him to to kind of get reacclimated with everything. Um, but I'm assuming you you was that you assume that the the Pacers are going to remain in the in the playoff race here. Oh, for sure. They're too good. I mean, they are definitely one of the top tier teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, um, I mean the Nets the I Nets say second tier, but the Nets are the 8th seed and they're they're 7 games behind Pacers. So they're sitting in really good shape right now and they're only one game behind the Raptors right now in the 4th seed. So yeah. the Pacers are doing a hell of a job this year hanging in there. Yeah, I mean, if that's a place where, I think the one thing that you know we talk about, the Pacers have really struggled um, in the playoffs the past few years, not being able to get out of the first round. None of those series, they didn't have home court advantage in any of those series. Yeah. So I think like, and you've been there, you know, when you're at an indie, when you're at a Pacers playoff game, it's the crowd is amazing. Like yeah. the crowd's great, and like I'm not a Pacers fan by any means. I've gone to see them twice in the playoffs. Weirdly enough, against Kyrie Irving both times. Um, and I've just like it's just it's a cool atmosphere. It's electric. Um, Bankers Life's a really good arena. You know, it's like it's not sexy by any means, but it's, a, it's an underrated arena. It's a yeah, very, it's a, it's a fantastic facility. Yeah, the so, crowds are amazing. I mean, I we mean, went up this year for a preseason game, and it's like you can just everywhere you sit, you see the court perfectly well. Yeah, and, yeah, it's a it's a very nice arena, uh, especially compared to what we have here in Cincinnati, which is just a complete dump sitting by a river. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to have a nice, a nice arena is, is very nice. I mean, you're going to, you get concerts, you get, you get other events, you know, and bankers, bankers has got a, it's just a damn nice arena. I always love going up there. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so the thing is, I think with Oladipo, especially the injury he had, um, 
this is, you know, we talked about it's going to take some legs underneath him. I worry if people are going to freak out when he's averaging like 14 a game and he's shooting like 36% from the floor for a few weeks. Are people going to like understand or are people going to go crazy? And I think for them, if they can get him back to about 80% of himself by the playoffs, that's probably what their goal is. Yeah. Um, you know, the only time they've won a playoff game in the last three years was when he was on the floor. So, I, I it's really great he's back. I really like what they have in Malcolm Brogdon. I think a healthy old deep and a healthy Brogdon will be a lot of fun, especially in the Central Division. So, I'm excited to see what he brings. I am nervous, obviously, because you don't know with that kind of injury. Um, but his athleticism, I think, will still be there. Um, it just might take a little bit to be fully be there. Yeah, and he's... Uh... Yeah, it's going to take a little bit, uh, like you said, a little bit of time to get his footing, but he's going to get it. Um, I fully, you know, expect him to be competitive as hell in the playoffs. Um, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Like, there's a, there's a lot of ex- there's a lot of delayed excitement in the NBA right now, and we're finally getting to that point where we're getting some players back, uh, where things, you know, Kyrie came back this week, and like you said, Zion's coming back soon, and then, and then Oladipo at the end of the month, so... Lot to look forward to right now, and some, you know, like you said, that league pass game for Zion in a couple of days is going to be it's it's gonna it's gonna crash the whole network. It's a home game too. It's a home game, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to be super. Everyone's going to have their eyes locked on that. Yeah, because the TNT lineup that night is Boston, Milwaukee, and Denver, Golden State. So, is it on NBA TV though? No, no, it's strictly a league pass game. Strictly league pass. Okay. Kind of surprised about that. I'm surprised. You know, you, you could see, you could see, you know, if NBA TV did decide to go ahead and you know be smart and throw it up on their on on their channel for the evening, that would probably be the best idea. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be shocked if they did, honestly. But I think it might be too late to flex it now. I mean, there's there's time. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Years ago, I remember when the Bulls had a really bad season. They had a bunch of uh, nationally televised games at the end of the year when it was completely evident that they were not going to make the playoffs. They quietly removed them and replaced them with other teams because I had them all typed up back in the old days. So, um, but that that's something that does happen. Yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I think we really touched on everything. I know it's a little bit of a shorter show than normal, but. Yeah, but uh, good week in basketball, man. So, um, yeah, I'm, it's been exciting so far, especially for 2020. 2020 has been excellent so far. I'm so happy that we're doing some basketball talk again. Um, so we're going to wrap up this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for checking out the website, the podcasts, ch- talking with us on social media, everything like that. If you have like two seconds of your day, please be so kind to give us a five-star review. Please. It'd mean a ton to us because we really need them. It's the other way people know who we are. So if you do like us, tell all your friends. Tell all your friends about us. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone.